Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Weird Podcast, episode 138. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez. Joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host to my left. He is the 10th one of the world, the puncher of walls, Nicholas himself, Richard Garcia. Hello, good day, everyone. How is everyone? Doing great. Uh, also joining the crew, you know, Mirova. He is the Pinoy powerhouse, uh, WWE Sim, Byron Pagdalow. Good afternoon, everybody. How you guys doing? Hope everyone's well. We have a lot to get into on the show today. Um, but before doing any of that, you know we got to give it to our sponsors. And you know I got to stop doing this NPR intro because it's... <laughs> I just wanted to try something new. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. We have a great show lined up for you guys today. WrestleMania is upon us. AEW had some craziness going on in the arcade anarchy uh, match. Um, NXT is like going on all cylinders right now, heading into stand and deliver. So night one is stand, night two would deliver. Is that what we're... What we're thinking? I believe that's the case. So I'm assuming that is the case. Edward James Olmos, night one. Blue Diamond Phillips. Night two, Filipino, night Filipino, two. That's correct. Awesome. Don't let him. Don't don't let him trick you into thinking he's Mexican because he's not. <laughs> he's honor. He's honorary. He's honorary. For oh, sure, though. oh, he's- for sure. He's he's in. He's a, he's welcome. He's invited to all the carnesadas. Oh, I mean, sure. he, he played. He played all the Mexican legends like Richie Valens and Richie Ramirez. Yeah. Oh, he played Richie Ramirez? Ramirez. Yeah, he did. Uh, it, it was a. It was a. It was a. TV movie. Um, it was like a couple of years ago. Let me try to find the name of it though. But he, Damn, I mean, it's got that he bad did for play Richard Ramirez. And, I, and I, when I saw that, I'm just like, you got to be. I bet you, you it's called the Night Stalker. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you played Richard Ramirez? Yeah, let's see. When? How long ago was this? Because Blue Diamond Phillips. I'm, I'm, like I'm, looking it, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. But let me see. The Night Stalker. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yes. <laughs> How did I know? <laughs> How did I know? All right. It, well, it called the Night Stalker. It's it was released in 2016. Oh shit! Like oh, that's like new. All right, yeah, I gotta see it. Years ago. So, uh, just at uh, TIL. Yeah, that's the shinfo for today. Um, lot to get into today, uh, but before we do anything, you know we got to get it to our sponsors. You know we got to give it to our friends at Grudge Match Brand and Grudge Match Brand Apparel on Instagram. If you're looking for some hot merchandise, go check them out. Use our promo code PUTMEOVER. I know people have been using that code, um, so make sure you do it because summer's coming. They got some hot new tanks on sale. I'm wearing my La Parca Misfits mashup shirt. Go check them out because they're great people running a great business. Um, remember, 15% off your order if you use our promo code put me over. And in turn, that website will put you over and it'll get 15% off your entire order. Also, make sure you go check out our website, pullmeerpodcast.com, for all of your Pull Me Your Podcast merchandise wants and needs. We got shirts, we got hats, we got stickers, we have cell phone cases, right? I, I, we have a lot of stuff. More is coming. Um, also, you can probably pick up uh, Byron's uh, band. The Electric West, their vinyl, I think, is on our, our shop still. Um, shout out to them. Shouts out to the Electric West. Uh, a lot going on, but let's let's just cut this music. Cut this music. Cut it right now. Cut it right now. All right, it just ended anyways. Um, but yeah, let's <laughs> let's get into it. Um, 
Let's get into the news, shall we? Let's do it. What? Take it away, Dick. I feel like this Hall of Fame class for this year is going to be the biggest class ever because to take into consideration, we're including 2020 and 2021 for this year's WWE Hall of Fame, which, by the way, was already recorded as of a couple days ago. The entire, both classes in one night? Correct. So uh, the plan is that they are going to show the Hall of Fame, I believe, on Thursday. I got to find out when. I got to double check to see when it is. It's Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. Okay. So it is going to be Tuesday. Oh, wait. Shit. Um, I don't know. I thought it was Tuesday. It's going to be a long week. I think that logically makes sense that it's going to be on a Tuesday because you have Monday Raw. Wednesday and Thursday are going to be uh, TakeOver, Stand and Deliver. Yeah. Friday's SmackDown. Saturday and Sunday is WrestleMania, which, by the way, is starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time, not 7. So that's a big uh, that's a big note. It's going to be a long week, guys. I'm thinking we do like a midweek show Monday after Stand and Deliver or maybe Friday. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. So we're going to have to adjust our schedule accordingly. Monday's Raw and uh, Tuesday is going to be... Really, the official debut of NXT on Tuesday is going forward. Oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. So, Stan and then Deliver will be on Wednesday? Correct. Stan is going to be on Wednesday. Deliver is going to be on Thursday. Gotcha. Hopefully. After WrestleMania. The Raw Raw after WrestleMania is going to be Monday. And then the NXT after WrestleMania is going to be on Tuesday. And going forward, it's going to be NXT on Tuesdays. That just makes more sense, I think, for WWE to run NXT immediately after Raw. Yeah, I agree. And it's a totally different show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a big time different show from, I don't even, I think A&W, AEW, and NXT are so different. As A&W? As the the A&W root, beer? root beer? God, that <laughs> made me crave it. But like, AEW and NXT are so different. Like, having them compete, I think was like a weird, like, I think AEW should compete with Raw versus competing with. Uh, NXT, they're like kind of a different brand or a different show, like because like mainstream uh, AEW is pretty mainstream. You would say like with the likes of TNT and Shaq and shit like that. Oh yeah, or like that kind of audience. And I think that that's the kind of audience that rivals like a Raw versus you know like a, a grappling wrestling show, which is what NXT is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I view AEW as more like a. Uh... PWG with a budget and like storylines where PWG like they anybody can wrestle anybody there's not really heels and faces you know until going into the match like I've seen I've seen the Young Bucks come out and they were heels but then they were wrestling as a face so it doesn't really make sense but I get what you're saying it was bound to happen uh, ever since the whole idea of having NXT on Wednesdays which by the way NXT was always on Wednesdays but it was on the network but when they transitioned over from the network to Raw to be two hours, its purpose in the beginning was to counter-program AEW. And now we're about at least 18, 19 months in, and um, they went ahead and made the switch. It wasn't because of the ratings. It's because of the fact that, that hockey is going to be moving to the USA, and a lot of what? the games are going to be on Wednesday. Hockey's yeah, got a bigger audience than NXT, for sure. Oh, 100%. Right, because... Um, because they did shut down, and we talked about this a while back, uh, NBC, NBC Sports is going to be shut down, and that's where they had a contract with the NHL. So a lot of the games are going to be moving from uh, NBC uh, Sports over to USA. I mean, yeah. It's, 
It was so confusing with NBC because they have like the NBC Sports app, they have Peacock, they have the NBC app. So I didn't like for Premier League games, I didn't know which which app to use to watch like Premier Leagues because right. it's like on three different apps. Yeah, and sometimes it'd be on one, sometimes it'd be on other. Like we would get the shitty games on Peacock. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to watch Aston Villa. What the fuck? West Brom versus Southampton. <laughs> like what? I don't want to shit. <laughs> I, I need Manchester United, bro. Yeah. It, it's, I'll settle for City. Yeah, give me something. <laughs> you want you want the best of the best. So it, it's gonna be interesting to see how that's gonna play out. But. Um, we did diverge a little bit. Let's go back to the to the Hall of Fame because yes. this is going to be the biggest class ever, considering that it's two years that we're going to be including. So we already went with the 2020 class. Uh, 2021, I think we got into it a little bit. Um, we did mention Kane. I don't think we mentioned Kane, did we? We are now. We are yeah. now. Okay. Well deserved. Kane. Well deserved. Yes. I mean, I would have been. I would have preferred Isaac Yankum going into the Hall of Fame, but yeah. I'll take Kane too. What about yeah, fake? What about fake Diesel? Fake Diesel deserves his whole own wing, <laughs> and like go. the Hall of Fame for like worst blunders. Fake Kane and face Razor, class of twenty twenty two. There we go. So Along we with Kane. like the gobbledygooker and uh, Kurgan, and uh, nice. what are some other like failed like uh, things that were like hyped up and then they just like sucked. The B team. The B team. Yes. The B team. Yes. They get- wow! What a callback. This is the greatest uh, wing next to the celebrity wing in the Hall of Fame. That's like the D. That's the D wing for sure. Yeah, this is like the the Razzies, but for the Hall of Fame. Oh God, the Bocchies. <laughs> yes, Bocchies. That's a good one. Uh, so we have Kane, well deserved. Uh, another well deserved one is RVD. I think he absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. One thousand percent. He's one of a kind. He is yeah. one of a kind. The longest reigning ECW television champion of all time. To me, when you think of ECW in the late 90s, him, Tommy Dreamer, to a lesser extent Taz, and Sabu were like the cornerstones of ECW, especially RVD, because he never won the ECW champion. Him and Tommy Dreamer, or actually, I take that back. He was he never won the ECW world champion in the original run. It wasn't until 2006. That's crazy. Where the, where they brought back ECW, maybe too, and right? yes, and that infamous infamous um, match with John Cena that was probably one of the tensest matches I have seen. I mean, it's on par with him and CM Punk in Chicago, where you yeah. knew like you had to make the title change, and <laughs> you it was cannot, going to happen. John Cena cannot yeah, win this match. Right. Yeah, and uh, that was one of the that was definitely a highlight of really unfortunately for that for that incarnation of ECW. I mean, it started with the boom and it ended on a whimper. Put that in the, in the bocce hall of fame too. <laughs> yes. That's another one. That, the, the second incarnation of ECW, the My zombie, God. put the zombie in there. I don't know. Um, that we, we should get into, we should talk about ECW and how it was uh, such a blunder. We're going to be coming up on 15 years since it was re- resurrected. So I think when we get the chance, let's talk about that. Yeah, we should, really, we should have a whole ECW episode. Yes, I, I want to do that because I think that's really – I'm really intrigued by just how quickly it fell apart. Well, let's do that after Mania. That, that's a good idea for a yeah, show. Yeah, so let's, let's do that down the road. But as far as RVD, dude, he, he was like the best wrestler by far in ECW, I think. Like tech, like He had it all. Yeah, entertaining. Entertaining, like, high-flying – Charismatic, 
Right. The guy could yeah. like athletic athleticism at the yin yang, literally. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Worst tights ever, but like pretty iconic. <laughs> uh, I mean, another quick fact about RBD was that uh, he was the one that invented the Van Dam lift. Oh, what was the Van Dam lift? Basically, you do a splits and you try to lift up a like a like a dumbbell while doing the splits. Oh, yeah, you would think that kind of kind of like a deadlift of sorts. That's insane. Yeah, he's wild. He's 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 one of a kind. What what can we say? Yeah, probably by far the best wrestler in ECW. Maybe because, I would. You know, yeah, I mean, as far as like not Sandman, he's not Sandman. <laughs> he's not Sabu. You know, I would. He's one of the best because ACW's had quite a bit of successful wrestlers that were actually very good. You know, you had Eddie Guerrero, you had Chris Benoit, you had Rey Mysterio. Uh, Jerry Lynn's another one who's vastly underrated and one of my favorite rivalries in ECW at the original incarnation was RVD and Jerry Lynn. Oh, that was oh they had like legendary God, matches. Dude, that was legendary. Jerry Lynn had no personality at all, though. He had, like zero personality. He didn't, but you know what, though? The dynamic worked for ECW. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It worked... It worked for it worked for him at the time, um, but another two additions: Molly Holly. I think she was actually the first one that was actually announced to be for uh, the twenty twenty one class. Correct. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna start sir. doing all the Miz's uh, gimmicks, which are recycled sure. gimmicks for other people. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's all good. Um, Molly Holly. I think another one deserves it. Uh, she was vastly underrated. I don't think people realize how good she really was. And she got herself over. She found some way to get herself over. Whatever gimmick that she was given, she found a way to get herself over. Yeah, they put her. She was Molly Holly because she was like hardcore Holly's cousin, right? Yep. (laughs) And then she was Mighty Molly with Shane Helms. I mean, it sounds like chicken shit. She turned into chicken salad. Yeah, she did. She did everything she could. And even she had a run as her being serious. And. It worked out, you know. Um, it didn't it have to show her tits and ass, right? What's that? Didn't have to like, sh- like do yes. evening gown matches and all that bullshit that they were doing at that time. No. So no. she she did it that's, with class on top of everything, right? And she actually got a big pop when she comes back for the Royal Rumbles. And she, oh yeah, you think she was, her pops are going to be that big? Oh yeah, yeah. So we got her, and then the last one. I think we're gonna. I, I want to hear what you guys' opinions are on uh, the great Kali. Well, there's Bischoff too. Don't forget oh, Bischoff, Bischoff, who we're just gonna, was okay. on AEW like two weeks ago. That's right. Before we get to Kali, Bischoff is going to be in there, uh, which is going to be funny because the NWO is also inducted as well. They should have all been around one time. <laughs> you know. Yes, I would agree with you on that. I think they should because uh, the NWO was Eric Bischoff's idea. I mean, it wasn't one hundred percent his idea, but he was one of the brainchild. He was he was the brainchild behind the NWO being successful in WCW. And I feel like he drove the NWO, especially being on commentary. He talked them up like crazy. Oh yeah, it's hard to concentrate right now because Byron's just looking too sexy on the couch right now. Charlie's <laughs> <laughs> uh, inner HBK with that blanket and everything. I know. Watch it's this really- on YouTube if you want to see Byron's sexy ass, uh, the handsomest man alive. Everybody, we're lucky we have him. Where's your Where's your belt? Oh, it's over there, chilling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Eric Bischoff on commentary constantly drove home NWO. Um, he, I hated Eric Bischoff because he he had such like a like. 
a prick demeanor to him, I guess. And he yes. was like handsome too. So like right. even more like this is like an evil John Stamos. Yeah. yeah. He so he, he was such a prick and really like he really made it a battle of the Monday Night Wars. He made it something like competitive, I would say. Uh so yeah, he definitely deserves to be in there by far. But with the NWO or by himself? Uh by himself. Like I think I yeah, like, I guess I can see it, but he should be with NWO and by himself. He's he's not going in with the NWO, huh? No, no, he's not. He's he's going in Who, by himself. Who's going in with the NWO? Like Conan and shit too? Or what? <laughs> Last year when they <laughs> that would be the longest class ever. No, it was uh, Hogan, Hall, Nash, and Pac. Which I mean, oh. six wasn't really a main person in NWO. I feel like he was oh, in the three. beginning. It should just he be the three. I know yeah, we've had this conversation. Nash, I agree. Yeah. Two-time Hall of Famer, Scott Waltman. I know. You know Sean what? Waltman. He, he, he could be. I wouldn't be surprised if... Oh, uh, he's in there with DX. He's in there with DX. Three so times. Two. Yeah, he's he might go, three times. He, he'll go into one, two, three kid. <laughs> he, he might do that next year. Oh, so. man. If they're putting like, like the guy you're going to say next, Greg Colleen, why can't one, two, three kid be in there? Exactly. One of, the, one of the best like memories of early Raws is him pinning Razor Ramon. Like... Yeah, one, two, three, kid deserves to be in there. Yeah, more more so it. than Kali, but Kali was a champ, though, right? Like a world champ, world heavyweight Kali, champ. Kali was the world heavyweight champion for a while. Um, that was probably you could say like his peak, and then after that, he just pretty much <laughs> became a, a a joke. Like he was basically a joke character. Sexy Kali, I remember he was banging Natalia, right? In storyline, yeah, Kali's kiss cam, the kiss cam, yeah. yeah. Wow, oh, some of these man. gimmicks are horrendous. Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. But um, I, I'm, I'm, I want to hear what his I kind of want to hear what his speech what he's got to say. Oh my god, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I'm intrigued by his speech they, now. So they, they should bring his. Uh, what was his translator's name? I think um, it was Ranjit Singh. I want to say bring, yeah, they should Ranjit bring him Singh. to do the uh, to do the uh, like translation. Because Kali cannot speak. He can barely speak English. I mean, he can barely speak in like. Punjab, I don't think he can speak English very well either. No way. It's, it's, it's like no. It's it's where I can understand Andre the Giant more than I can Great Kali. Ranjan Singh. Ranjan Singh. Yeah. Not to be racist, sorry guys. I thought it was the other one that <laughs> Dick initially said. Close, close enough. It was close enough though. But um, Dave Kapoor, he was a he was a WWE writer for a little bit. I don't know if he still works with the company. I don't think he no longer works for the company, but. Yeah, have him come back and have him induct him. I'm cool with that. Um, I understand why they have Kali as an inductee. I mean, India. They 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 they're trying to get into that Indian market. He was the first world champion for India too. Yes, he was in in WWE. In WWE, yeah. Who was the first non WWE? Out of curiosity. Uh they, it really. I'm sure there was a lot. Like I. Oh, okay. We don't know. I thought it was I someone. I thought that was there, someone. Like there that. are like, I mean, it, it depends on how you define world champion. Different organizations have world champions, and I'm sure there was. I'm, I'm trying to think of like NWA if there was one. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Nah, they probably gave them all like shitty racist gimmicks. WCW definitely didn't have one. So I, was Ti- we had what's his name? Was Tiger Ali ever a uh, Intercontinental Champion? Tiger Ali Singh was never a champion. He. 
Talk about a bus. I I had I was hyped for him when he came out. Me too, a hundred percent. I was all about Tiger. He was on uh, Superstars all the time. I remember him on Superstars, and I was like, this guy's Sunday dope. Night Sunday Night Heat too, yeah. And Sunday Night Heat, yeah. He was a uh, I'm basically like he was uh, a combination of the Million Dollar Man gimmick plus kind of like the Iron Sheik the Middle Eastern gimmick, even though he was from India, and they used the same fucking theme song <laughs> well, of course. as the Sultan. It's, it's, it's WWE. Come on. What do you expect? Yeah. yeah he, was, he was never a champ in WWE. Crazy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's I, true. I had high hopes for him. Who else do we got in the Hall of Fame? Anyone that we're missing? Uh, for 2021, I, I, I'm sure they're going to announce more. Uh, even though they've already did the uh, the actual speeches, just to kind of like hype it up, uh, one person who is not going in is uh, Dave Batista. He did announce it uh, last week that he was not going to be able to make it to uh, Tampa Bay to do the Hall of Fame speech. So uh, he was going to be the, the the main event for 2020. So now it's going to be the NWO. Batista yeah. is a name you need. A, a crowd for like if you're you need like a like a, a a lot of people in the building for that absolutely or I, if and, yeah uh, and i i can understand him not wanting to be there because i'm sure he wants to be there with the fans and give him a speech which i understand that and i'm sure like his schedule i'm sure because i'm sure his scheduling also has something to do with it as well but i'm sure deep down he wants to be he wants to come back when things are normal and give his thanks to the, to the fans. Um, Dave Batista is one of those guys that, you know, he, he actually does like the business and he really does care. And he's very outspoken about it. He has, he doesn't keep his opinions to himself. If, if he sees something wrong, he has no problem speaking up. Um, yeah. I mean, to the point where he was just talking about Monday night raw in his tweets, which we'll get into in a little bit. Oh God. All right. Well, that's the hall of fame. What else we got, Dick? Oh, man. So that was pretty big news. Um, I've been kind of keeping up with the whole Andrade Charlotte fiasco. Have you guys been keeping up on it? I don't know about Charlotte. I mean, Andrade finally got his release. I know that. But what's up with Charlotte? So Andrade officially got his release as of last week. Uh, And that was um, it was about time. He uh, was not happy. The company wasn't using him. So they they decided to go separate ways. What's interesting is is that he doesn't have his 90-day complete cause, so he can go anywhere. Wow. I mean, what, be- what better way to try to counter-program NXT than to have Andrade debut on a- on Dynamite? That could happen. I mean, he- apparently he did sign somewhere. Uh, where he where exactly, we're, we're not sure. Uh, so we'll, fi- we'll hopefully we'll find out in the next couple of days if where exactly he's going. I did What's see... the drama with Charlotte now? I'm confused. Okay, so... Oh well, hold on. With on with Andrade, I did yeah. see that he 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 wants to wrestle in the U.S., but he wants to be open to wrestle other places too, which would lend a lot to AEW signing Andrade, so he can still go wrestle Japan if he wanted to um, reunite. Um, or I don't know, Ring of Honor. I don't I don't see him going to Ring of Honor though. You know, I think he might have a better shot of going to Ring of Honor because I know. Um, Roosh is there, and uh, who else is there? Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee's there. Yeah, there's a few others. Um, Ray Horace is there, so there's actually a few. A few of his friends are actually in Ring of Honor, so I could see him going to Ring of Honor and reuniting with his with his uh, 
uh, Los Englobinables uh, fellas. That would be that would be a big get for Ring of Honor. So I, I hope could see, goes, I could see that happening. I hope he goes to Japan though, honestly. But like, he could be. That's, yeah. I hope he that's goes to AEW and then goes to Japan too. That's his goal too. He wants to go. He wants to go to. He wants to go specifically to New Japan. So I don't know him going to Ring of Honor. If he does sign a Ring of Honor, I don't know how that's going to factor into him going to New Japan. I think AEW would probably be, be better for him if he wants to go to New Japan, given that it's not if but when. Because th- this working relationship between New Japan and AEW, even though it's on hold, it's in the process. It's it's going to be happening. It's it's going to be we're going to be seeing more of it down the road in the in the upcoming months. Maybe things. Maybe we see Andrade. Be the one to help bridge that gap too. That could be. Um, one thing I was going to say about Andrade, um, he, uh, I forget. Go on, sorry. No, no, that's 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 fine. But uh, yeah, this whole Andrade situation has just been very weird because it also involved it also involved Charlotte as well. Um, Charlotte for the longest has been trying to pitch ideas over to creative to get her and Andrade working together and creative shot them down for whatever reason. Uh, not sure why. And that absolutely played a factor into Andrade eventually leaving. Now he did give an interview with uh, talk sport or no, I'm sorry, not with talk sport with uh, Hugo Sanovich. And uh, it was a couple of days ago. And he goes into real. He goes into detail about his uh, WWE tenure. He talks about what happened in Saudi Arabia, which I think is a good listen. Oh shit! Get a chance. Yeah, he goes into detail about what happened. Uh, but the Charlotte thing I thought was very interesting because uh, it turns out that Charlotte got a call from um, from medical from WWE saying that her uh, HCG levels were very high, and when you have a high HCG levels it's interpreted as you might you might be pregnant so the doctor told her you you better go get it checked out you might be pregnant so they suspended her and plus she had covid as well so oh uh the covid she was out so yeah so that's another thing too so that's the reason why we haven't seen charlotte on tv for a while is because a she had covid and b because of these uh, of these HCG levels. So she gets, so she gets tested. Uh, she does blood work. She does ultrasound, uh, pregnancy tests at home. Turns out she's not pregnant after all. So she's going to eventually come back. So that's why we haven't seen Charlotte on TV for the past several weeks because of this. Okay. Now, is she going to be in WrestleMania at this? More than likely. You think? So I can see it. I, you know what? It's, it's interesting. I think they probably kept her. I, I wasn't sure why they kept her off TV I, aside from the COVID, but now she should be medically cleared and WrestleMania is a week away. So it would be weird to not have Charlotte on the show. Charlotte, Oscar, Rhea, triple threat. Or she I interferes could, in some way. Who knows? I could see that happening. Yeah. That would be, inter- that would be, that would make me more excited for the match. That's one instance where a triple threat well, would be would be dope. Yeah, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm fine with that. And, and normally we would be like, okay, oh great, oh Charlotte's coming in, she's 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 gonna ruin another match. I, I think this is fine because she was part of the plan because I think the, the the original plan was going to be re, uh, either Rhea versus Charlotte or Oscar versus Charlotte. So yes. If they're gonna add her to that match, I'm fine with it. You gotta have Charlotte if she's available. She's like one of the yes. biggest. Yeah, she's one of the best wrestlers, and you know, male or female. To be unless, honest. unless they want to punish. 
We'll see what happens. This I'll is for getting pregnant. I hope oh, wait. Pregnant. Yeah. Well, that story ends with them getting like a home pregnancy test and it coming back negative. They did it like five times and it all came back negative. And the doctor's like, oh, yeah, my bad. We had wrong, wrong readings. Oh, damn. So she wasn't oh, pregnant. Sh- Andrade has bad sperm. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, right. He's His Mexican. Boys, fool. That shit's clean. Bro, it's easy. <laughs> it's easy if you're Mexican. Believe me, yeah, I know. fuck. One thing I'm reading right now is that the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal has been moved off of WrestleMania and is now going to be on SmackDown. I mean, that's good because, like, that's a popcorn match if we ever seen one. And just get your popcorn earlier. But that's, so, like, that's a way to get those guys on Mania that aren't going to be on the show. True that, but... Who, Two nights and you can't find a place for this. There, if um, just looking at the cards now and all the matches, I'd rather they give some of these matches a long period of time. I guess we'll get into that a little bit later, or maybe in our uh, WrestleMania episode. But there are some heavy matches that need some time this time. Like they can't take away. I hope they don't like give like some of these matches five or ten minutes. Some of these need to go twenty. Let me remind you who's not going to be on WrestleMania. Some of the names. Uh, Ricochet. Go for it. Shinsuke Nakamura. And I'll tell you theories on that in later. Cedric Alexander. Jay Uso. King Corbin. Uh, Mustafa Ali. Basically all of Retribution. Uh, Shelton Benjamin. Uh, so there's a lot of guys that are not. I mean, uh, going off of this list, it tells me that they're not going to be on Mania. They, things could change, obviously, but that's just what I'm seeing here. Tucker. Is not going to be yours. Tucker's still employed. Tucker is still employed. Yes. And Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker yeah. still employed. Yeah, there's not a lot of matches booked yet. I think they're going to book some more. Well, there is a lot of matches, but I'm saying there's they don't have a lot of filler matches yet. This might just be to get people excited for Mania. Like this is the the go home show for Mania. We got to right. you know remind people WrestleMania is tomorrow. So this might be a good way to to do that. Holy yeah, shit! WrestleMania is after SmackDown. That's crazy. So, yeah, so there's six matches announced for night one and six matches announced for night two. It is going to start at 5 at 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Pacific. So it's going to start actually an hour later, which is actually the traditional time for uh, for pay-per-view. Uh, yeah. Not so much for WrestleMania because WrestleMania would be conditioned to have it start at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. So this is going to be a little, uh, little weird. My gut tells me that these are going to be – they're going to do like three hours, three and a half tops – which I'm fine with. It doesn't need to be any longer than four. It doesn't need to be longer than three hours, really. Yeah, I agree. Especially if you're doing two nights, have two nights equal six hours instead of one night in eight hours. That makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. Um, do we got anything else, Dick? Okay. So, uh, real quickly, uh, the Peacock update, uh, man, we shouldn't really be surprised by what's been going on. Uh, there was a there was a tweet there was a tweet uh, sent out regarding Peacock and how they're looking at all seventeen thousand hours of content. So, to those that thought that the content was going to be readily available from day one, that's not the case. I mean, that's what happens when you when you sell out and you you let someone else control your company, and, and that's in the network's case, um, they're going to 
do what they think is right for it. In one way, I agree. In another way, I'm like, man, that's that's kind of like not how I remember it. But I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? It's go for it, Byron. I want to hear what your opinion. Well, no, I, I think the the fact that um, it's tough because it's a partnership you can't really refuse. You know what I mean? Uh, going on mm-hmm. Peacock is it's a big deal. I think that that's mainstream. Every, it's mainstream. How do you get right? more mainstream than being on? You know, I mean, other than Netflix. Right, right. And I think it's 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 what's necessary. It's such a sticky situation because even for jobs that we work now, there's shit we could have done like. 10 years ago that we can't do stuff at work now, right? we got to dress a certain way sometimes. So even if it's just like a partnership, I think there's got to be some boundaries. I get it. It sucks. But if you want like, you know, any of the racist stuff you want to see or any of like the washing, there's always YouTube. And, you know, it makes it even cooler in, in a sense, right? So to filter that. So I, I don't have a problem with it. And having the library, that's just a hard ask, especially with all the shit they have. Uh, Peacock is already like I don't find the interface that great yet. Same. So hopefully, hopefully they keep improving. So I'll give it a work in progress. I think the big thing is that they have it for WrestleMania, uh, which, which is what they wanted. This, which is what they want. Right. That was so the whole not, idea. We'll see how it grows. I'll give them time because that's not going to be built. And the de- the deal came out out of nowhere. So yes, that's another. That's another. That's that's a very important factor. So to think that the, all the content that is on the network right now because the network's going to last a couple more days and then it's going to be it's going to cease to exist in the u.s it was bound to happen that that it's going to transition over it's going to take a while and now that you have a partnership with uh nbc universal and they want to create an image of well we don't want this on our on, on our network so going in there and censoring the content i i get it like on the one hand I get why they did it. You know, we live in a, we live in a very politically correct world and a lot of the shit that WD back in the day. Oh man, it would not fly now. I will say, um, my aunt used to order the pay-per-views for us. She liked the rock. Um, but she used to order the pay-per-views for us all the time until rest, uh, until Royal rumble 2000, I think, um, that was, was that the evening gown match or the, uh, the miss oh, fuck. What was it? It was the, the one where May young showed her tits. That was Royal Rumble 2000. Yes. So that was the last time she ordered a pay-per-view for us. Yep. So I get them wanting to censor some of the stuff because some of the stuff is just outrageous, doesn't need to be seen by kids, let alone anybody. Um, <laughs> I agree. And and I like they should censor the Katie Vick angle because that was so bad. It was right. so bad, especially knowing that there was an actual funeral happening at the time they were filming this, and they could hear Triple H going, oh, oh. Like, you know, boning. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, screwing your brains. <laughs> I get it. Um, there's two sides of it, but, I mean, if it's for the betterment of WWE, like, in the mainstream, I'm for it because that's just going to normalize it for everybody. I mean, you, you could also do a, uh, a warning saying this that- was done at a, a different era where – Things may not be socially acceptable nowadays, but this is how it was. Viewer discretion is advised. If they did a warning label with that, I, I think that's 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 perfectly fine. Or give me the option to watch the edited or non-edited version. That's another one. That's that's another option right there. Or make so, it a pain point. Make it a pay like 
whatever. If you want to see Mae Young's tits, you got to pay nine ninety nine. <laughs> They'll make zero dollars like, on that. <laughs> like, I don't think the nudity is gonna. I don't think they're gonna show the nudity on on, on Peacock. I think it's more so with the uh, with the questionable angles and the gimmicks. Roddy Piper, the racist. Remember when he was WrestleMania racist? Six in particular? That one, I brother, think, brother, uh, brother, 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 brother. <laughs> that one, I don't think it's gonna be. I mean. They might have cut that entire match out. I don't they know. They have so, to. There's no way. Yeah. I, they, they're going to they have can't. to cut that entire match out. Uh, so if you guys get a chance and you're on Peacock, try to see if you can find it. Because I don't think that it, that match is going to be on Peacock. Mizark, Mizark, God, probably got to go with the point. That one's gone. Uh, a lot yeah. of the Attitude Era segments are going to be gone. As long as they keep the one, there's there's a scene with Goldust and Triple and uh, Booker T inside of a 7-Eleven. It's like a commercial for 7-Eleven, and Goldust looks at Booker T, and he says, Hey, Booker, I'll give you a taste of my Slurpee if you get, let me try your wiener. Oh, oh, Booker T was holding a hot dog at the time. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you a drink. That. I'll give you a drink of my Slurpee if you let me taste your wiener. Um, Tell you me know, you didn't just say that. You know, I wonder if they're going to do a lot, if they're going to censor a lot of the Goldust stuff. It's not. Oh, the Yeah. Like there were, I mean, in the beginning, Goldust was portrayed as a you know having these gay stereotype vibes, and he was booed, and a lot of the boos were pretty homophobic. They were all homophobic for they sure. Were, they were back then, and when he first when he first debuted. So I'm I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do with that stuff. I think the Ahmed Johnson storyline was based on Ahmed Johnson being homophobic. Yes. Because Goldust wanted him. He gave him mouth-to-mouth. Remember that? Yep. And Ahmed lost his shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that. so that's... But that's, that shouldn't really come as a surprise, though. When you, when you are with... When you sign to NBC Universal and you give away your content to a bigger company, you're at the mercy of what the bigger company wants to do. Yes, you're getting paid a billion-plus dollars, but you're at their mercy. Whatever they're going to do to your content... You really have no choice over it. And unfortunately for the fans, they don't really have a say in the matter, but um, they shouldn't really be surprised by this. They, there was no way they're going to get all that content that was currently on the network up and running the first day. We were bound to have issues with it because just of how sudden this deal was. Yeah. I mean, they probably wanted it for the mania and then triple or Vince is probably like, I'll cut you a deal. We'll do Mania, and then we'll bundle in the whole network, and we'll get a billion dollars for it. How's that sound, pal? And there you go. A lot of a lot of uh, the King's commentary on Jr.'s ma- on Goldust matches are really homophobic too. Yes. Yeah. I feel they, like he called him the F word one time. He called him a flaming fag. Yes, that's what it was. He, yep, <laughs> it was a, it was a promo. That's wild. That that's on YouTube, by the way. So um, if you want to check it out, it's on YouTube. It's definitely not going to be on the, on the on Peacock, but it's it is on the YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, they, that's all on YouTube. Until I mean, if we thought WWE censors or WWE like filters were bad on YouTube already, just wait till NBC's like filters get involved, and it's going to be a lot harder to find WWE stuff. I think right. on YouTube. All right. Um. Well, is that, is that is that it? Is that all we got for the news? Yes. Quite a bit we we talked about. It's a long week. We missed you guys last week too, so we're trying to play catch up with that too. Yep. Um, let's get into the week. I think we're going to start off with AEW because um, Dynamite was actually really good this week, um, and then we'll I'll, everything else leads to Mania. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about this. 
Um, uh, what do you guys think of Christian coming back? Um, I know his gimmick is outwork everyone, but he seemed kind of blown up towards the end of their, end of their brother. Um, what do you think of the match? Too many false finishes for my liking, um, but I mean, it it that match showed me that Christian could still go. I heard that's what um, I I didn't get a chance to see Dynamite, but everyone in the IWC was talking about like how the fuck is Christian out of shape? So was it that bad? Was he blown up? He was yeah. Towards the, towards maybe the last five ten minutes of the match, he was like breathing he- pretty heavy, um, and he wasn't moving as fast um, as he was in the beginning. <laughs> so it's kind of hard when your your gimmick is outwork everyone and you're blown up. Yeah, that's that's going to be an uphill battle for this is already going to be an uphill battle for Christian, and it's not his fault. It's seven years out of the ring, kind of being like ready to just retire, and then you're like, oh wait, I can wrestle again. All right, let's do it. Uh, it's next week. Oh shit! All right, well I'll I'll do some cardio, but, uh, but seven years is a long time to be out of the ring. They should have gave him a ten minute match. I don't know why they, they it was like a twenty minute match, wasn't it? It was about 20 minutes. It was yeah. a long match. Was, he should have gave him a, five, 10 minutes. It was a very long match. But it was a very good match nonetheless for given the circumstances. I mean, both these guys are not young. No. Uh, and they have both, history going back to TNA, to right? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, there's a story there. There is a story there. Uh, these guys are not very, you know, they're, they're close to 50. Uh, this is going to be an uphill battle for Christian from the beginning, I think. Yeah. Overhyping him. Yeah, that didn't help. Delivering. That did not help him at all. He hasn't wrestled a match in seven plus years. I don't count the Rumble as a match, so it was going to be an uphill battle for what he did on Wednesday. I thought it was fine, uh, you know, and he picked the right person to work with with Frankie Kazarian. I think. Well, one thing I don't like about Christian, um, he went for the kill switch too many times. And I like when that move is just like a quick, like sudden move. I hate when like he slowly like tries to get his arms like back behind him um yeah. i don't like that setup i feel like it takes forever i agree and it's easy to get out of like it doesn't seem realistic yeah it doesn't seem realistic like when he does it all slow when he yeah. does it slow yeah right. um what else happened uh qt marshall and cody had a match i was like ah this is gonna be lame until i saw what happened um qt marshall decked arn anderson in the face and like now there's like an infight between the nightmare family um, so that's going to be interesting to see. Um, did you catch that dick? Yeah, I saw that. I'm just, I'm just not really intrigued by QT Marshall. I mean, it could have been, it should have been like anybody but him okay. really. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I kind of get where Byron's saying about like how AEW storyline telling is inconsistent, which I think in the case of QT Marshall, it absolutely is because, a couple months ago, he was infatuated with um, the bunny, with uh, with Ali. Yes. And then last week on Dynamite, he mentioned that, you know, he gets overlooked by Cody. You know, he, he's not in his bed with his wife. The wife that he failed to mention about him trying to hook up with the bunny. <laughs> Maybe it reminds me of, like, the boss bagel guy who was just, like, so angry that he couldn't be with women. He just... Um, uh, just lost his mind in, inside that bagel shop. That's oh what I remember. That would have been a great angle to go with. Yeah. Um, oh, man, that, that dude. I love the... Oh, go on, Dick. No, I was going to say, but uh, other than that, like I, I, I could really care less about the, the whole Nightmare Collective infighting. I, doesn't, I don't care. Like, this yeah. is yet another faction added to AEW, which 
there's already too many. I feel like mm-hmm. right. It's becoming NWO adjacent, like like LWO. <laughs> like, I'm like come on, I'm all for factions, but when the whole roster is in a faction, I, I don't I don't like that. I it's an unneeded faction. Like I, I it's unnecessary. Um, I speaking of factions. I loved this. Uh, it wasn't even a match. It was just like a, a very long segment between the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle. Um, Inner Circle finally getting some heat back on them and beating the fuck out of MJF and his crew. Um, I thought it was shot awesomely. I thought the, the violence was awesome. Did you catch that, Dick? Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I, I think they're going to go with the Blood and Guts. That's going to be lean up to Blood and Guts. Uh, they were going to do that last year. Remember with uh, the inner circle and with the elite, but the pandemic occurred and they weren't sure if they were able to do this type of match given the circumstances at the time. Now I think we're a year removed from what happened. It seems like things are a little bit more positive. I think they're going to do this match eventually. Could I see this happening at maybe double or nothing perhaps if I mean, double or nothing is going to be at the end of May. Yeah. Um, I that think sounds, they can do this. That sounds about right. And I'm totally fine with it. Um, what, there was something else that happened on AEW that I thought was cool. Oh, the the six man, the Lucha Bros um, versus the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. I thought that match was awesome too. Another solid match. I mean, whenever you have a combination of Phoenix and Penta and Kenny Omega, it's always going to be an amazing match. Yeah, Dominic and- on SmackDown looked a lot like Pentagon um, when, as far as like ring gear. Kind of. I, 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 he probably was influenced by Pentagon. Um, but going back to Kenny Omega and uh, Phoenix, like I could watch those two work. 1,000%. Yes. All day, every day. Um, I feel like this Kenny Omega storyline with the Young Bucks is kind of taking forever. Am I, am I wrong on that? You're, you're not wrong. I think they're... Uh, it started off really hot. It is. I don't know where they're going to go with this storyline. I don't know if you turn the Bucks heel or if you're building up for a match at double or nothing. Um, I know TNA is going to I'm, I'm, impact Whoa. and have a pay-per-view in a couple yeah. weeks. <laughs> and that's going to be with uh, that's going to be Omega and Rich Swan. So, okay. I, I think they're building up for that more so on impacts in and then you got what's going on in May. I think they're just kind of waiting. I, th- I think right now they're kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with the world right now because I think they're going to try to not eventually – they're going to eventually get to New Japan, and I think that's going to be the end goal is going to be New Japan, especially with Omega and Ibushi. I think that's going to be the end goal eventually. That would be fucking sick. I would love for that to happen. Um but you're right, though, regarding Kenny Omega and the Bucks. More so Kenny. I think it's kind of taking a back seat. Uh, you know who's driving the storyline for me is Don Callis. I love Don Callis. He is like, I mean, and, and on commentary, they really build him up as a slimy, like, skis ball. Um, I think he's the biggest heel in that whole faction. Yeah. I think he's single-handedly. I mean, he's, he's the mastermind. That angle. Yeah, he's saving it yes. for me. Um, and then the uh, ar- arcade anarchy match. Uh, I thought it was a fun match. Um, I wasn't expecting too much, and I felt like they 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 went out there and delivered. They stood and delivered. Orange Cassidy yeah, coming out to Where Is My Mind, which is uh, odd. That's another thing. Odd. 
That's a very odd choice. He, that's, he came out to that song? That's his new song, yeah. Yes. That's, well, weird. Tony Khan did purchase the rights for it, and I think that was his song. Fuck? Yeah, he's, Tony Khan's opening up that checkbook, dude. Dude, what the fuck? You know how much that probably cost? That it probably cost a lot. That shit was a fight club. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's, that, I think that was his theme before he went to AEW. Oh, okay. So, well, the, I, I mean, that, that makes sense. That's one thing that AEW needed help with was uh, their their walkout music to be oh, more yeah. legit. Um, it's just a, it, I mean, it's just a weird song, but I guess for Orange Cassidy, nothing's really weird. It's, right. it's Orange Cassidy, so I, I I took it as it is. Yeah, if you gave that to like Jungle Boy, I'd be weird. No, never. Don't ever change Jungle Boy's theme song. I, I'm I'm still waiting for the day whenever the crowd comes back and when Tarzan Boy plays. They're gonna lose their shit. I feel like the I feel like the people in Jacksonville don't have the rhythm to carry that melody either. So it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's always off timed. Oh, it is, but give it give it time. Wait till they come to California. We'll hold it down. Yeah, yeah, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> California yes. or like Houston. Yes, where rhythm is apparent. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, Chris Statlander came back. Um. I I thought the match was good. I thought that that they used Miro the right way too. Um, as far as him just being kind of unstoppable until you had to like gang up on him to take him out. Um, this, I hope that this is the end of the storyline and I hope Miro can just go. Cause I felt like going into it, Miro didn't even want to do the match, but then he was like on board. So again, storytelling AEW needs, needs a little work. It, it does. And, um, this is it for Miro. He's got to move on to bigger and better things. I I think he's going to probably beat the shit out of Kip and Penelope. Probably I can see that happening. <laughs> uh, I, Miro needs to be a monster. He needs to be unleashed. And okay, the video game stuff is cool and all. That's your that's that's what you do. That's yeah, part of your personal life. But you got to move on, bro. Um, I love his uh, his Bloodsport gear though. That's all it reminds me of is Bloodsport uh, Tong yeah. Tonga. Tong Po, right? Tong po. Or is yeah, that is that does. kickboxer? Yeah. That's kickboxer. Yeah. yeah, kickboxer for sure. All right, let's get into the shit show that was Raw. Um, I I, I hated the show. I hated the show so much. Um, if if them getting Logan Paul on the show on SmackDown and then on Raw they do the segment where Shane is making fun of Braun's fifth grade report card doesn't tell you that this show is for fifth graders. Well, this show is for fifth graders. Um I This is go this we're going into mania and you should not be having a bad Raw um to this level. Um I I I didn't I didn't even like what Drew McIntyre was doing out there. They broke up the hurt business. Let's talk about this. Okay, let's yeah, that rewind. Be the, the lead, right? The lead, I buried the lead. I'm sorry. Yes, the hurt business is apparently no, 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 broken up. I don't think they're coming back. I, 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 I was holding hope for a little bit until I saw that they scheduled uh, Cedric versus um, Bobby on the same show, or S- Shelton versus Bobby on the same show. So that kind of tells me that hurt business is done. Is it? Batista even came out and yes. was like, "Why would you do this?" So here's the thing. Yeah, he was not very happy with it. Uh, I, I was too. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I was with the whole IWC for once, and was like, dude. I was kind of a little bit of heartbroken because this this could potentially be like another Hall of Fame ish type of faction, and it probably is still. I was gonna point. buy a shirt. Yeah, I was gonna buy still, a shirt. It, it, well, you might still because it's gonna go on discount, so it might <laughs> yeah. entice me. Yeah, that's so, true. 
Uh, but here's the thing. I don't think that her business is over. I just think Shelton and Cedric's time is over. But they needed it, dude. This was but saving their career. Think about this, though. Like, I heard th- there's this uh, wrestling writer, and he's a, he's a podcaster for, like, r- other sports now, too. Kaz, I know he's, like, big in the wrestling world. But he was talking about how um, – because he used to be he used to be a writer for WWE. WWE will will kind of hint at certain things that they're gonna plan to do without even you know they're not subtle. Sometimes you just gotta it's like blatantly obvious, but it's not like some people will re- disregard it. So in this case, I think the scenario opens up because uh, Bobby and MVP never said the her business is over. That's they, true. They just don't like Shelton or uh, Cedric because they. You'd be fucking shit up, right? Remember they even had their inner tor- turmoil for a bit where they are going to turn on each other? Yes. Um, so I think, look at the match that Drew had on Raw. Who was it against? It was against Ricochet. And I think uh, coming back, who's Drew's biggest, uh, like who, oh, okay, uh, he had okay. a feud with somebody too. Right? Guess who we had a feud with, like, uh, before he got sick or had to quarantine? Keith Lee. So, imagine <laughs> to replace... Like, this this, this may not or may or may not happen, but it could be a segue because, you know, they're going to pop... This, so, this is the reason why I think this WrestleMania might be one of the biggest ones for a lot of various reasons because it's the first live one in a while. And I think... Um, this is hella fantasy booking or hella like wishful thinking, but if they do do an angle where like Drew comes in or I mean uh, Keith Lee or and or Ricochet come in and beat the shit out of, or like interfere and beat up Drew and they're the new incarnation of like her business 2.0. That would be huge. Or like something like that. That would salvage the shit out of it, and then all of us would be feeling like idiots. Well, my problem is. They spent yeah. so much time trying to get Cedric and Ricochet them into the hurt business, just to kick out Cedric like for fucking up like three times. Um, that to me makes me feel like it was a waste of time when they were trying to recruit Cedric. Um, right, and right. then and now Rick and then the whole time Ricochet's like, "No, fuck that, no, 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 I'm, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it." And then he joins again. Doesn't make sense, but I like where your head's at. But and you, and you look at the past couple of weeks too. Bobby Lashley has been looking for people to do his dirty work, right? That's true. In, a, in the locker room, and you know, if if your guys can do it, uh, a guy like Keith Lee and or Ricochet and Baron Corbin, can, and right, right, and this can <laughs> elevate. Imagine the elevation that Ricochet would get from this. Then oh. Eventually, you break him up, and he, he's he, he's the guy who like tries to you know be the side star or like blow up from the from the hurt business we could but even I get think, i'm hoping there's something around that that angle because keith lee hasn't been used he might be ready for mania um he's been gone for a minute so and he has that built in for a while drew. He, so like if he interferes drew doesn't drew and bobby are done and then it's like keith lee versus drew without a title and then bobby is still the almighty one wrecking shop with his new crew that would be that would be awesome I think I, I like I like where that where that might go. I don't think they're gonna do it, but that's cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a fifty fifty or less. But like either that or they just think uh, Bobby Lashley's that good and that he doesn't need a faction. But he's gonna have MVP with him, so we'll see. Or you do a hurt business wolf pack, 
And you have Shelton and and Cedric start their own Hurt Business, Wolfpack. And then you right. have the Black and Gold, the original. Right, right. And then you could do faction fighting right there. Ahmed Johnson can yeah, get involved. It, 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 <laughs> There's ways to salvage this, as I know WD. It still probably feels really bad because they probably see what's going. They don't feel bad, but there's a plan. But if there isn't a plan, the reaction that the live fans are going to get without, you know, there's so many ways the live fans could could really affect Mania. Hopefully, they have audibles in mind. Dude, think about it. So, Vince Vince has been able to tell us what he wants the fans to say. Now that fans are going to start coming back, it's it could be a completely different ball game. Good or bad, it it could be the greatest WrestleMania ever. In yeah. My opinion. So we'll see. Do you think Riddle will get booed going forward? Because they are making him look like a fucking idiot every week on SmackDown. To the point where when he kicks his flip-flops off, birds show up. CGI birds show up on TV now. That's, that's I, just bad. Yeah, I think I think he could get booed, but it could be a good heat. You know what I mean? Like, not X-Pac heat, because that's just, they just pure hatred, but like. I don't know, man. the The backstage segments that he that he's been having are really, really bad. Like, really hard to watch. Yeah. To the point where he gave up on one in the middle of a sentence with Oscar. I I don't think that was supposed to happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyways, um, yeah. Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman. I I can't I can't deal with that for much more. Um. Going it's forward, it's a weird choice too. It's a weird choice for Shane going into Mania, but I get it because Braun's kind of big time. You know what I mean? Well, uh, they're basically trying to say that Braun has donkey brains. <laughs> he kind of does, probably. But I mean, yeah. I, I just I don't like the way that this has just been been like done has been really bad. Um, where Shane McMahon shouldn't be wrestling. Do you think Shane McMahon deserves a match? Well, it, he's like the new Undertaker. You know what I mean? Like he's a special occasion guy. I'd rather now. see Triple H do the special occasion thing than than Shane. Right, but like was Shane on Mania last year? Yes, Miz, um, right. Was it the Miz? Yes, he yeah. he beat the Miz. Jabron. Right. So he's definitely that guy right now. Like it's the you know it's the annual Shane McMahon match. <laughs> so remember um, when he came back? How exciting it was. And right. now, like, whenever I see him, I'm like, oh, God damn it. He does too much, and I think he just got to put himself in a better position. I mean, I don't see a better position for him now than what he's doing because there's so many other things going on. But I wish they would just execute a little better on what's going on. Yeah, maybe execute better, yeah. Be yeah, they can make it mean. They can make it be meaningful. But, but hopefully they still have time, and we'll see. But if you're Shane McMahon and you're – you know, kayfabe, the owner's son, right? Um, right. Wouldn't you go out and get better people to fight Braun Strowman than Elias? Yeah, that's weird. Like, you have the pick of the litter, dude. Like, what are you, what are you doing? And Elias is basically a jobber now. So, like, Oh, and, and Jackson Riker is even worse. Um, Jackson steroids, dude. He's not. Oh, dude, he's so jacked. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't drug test him for a reason. Yeah, but Raw, like you said, is like... Did you watch the Miz and Morrison thing? The dance thing or which one? The music video. Yeah, it's horrible. Like, um, I love the Miz, but I get what he's doing. It's, I mean, it was bad on purpose, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it wasn't my cup of tea. It kind of made me chuckle, but it's not something that I keep on TV. And I love the Miz. Yeah. 
Um, what do you think about? I mean, that was if that wasn't bad. Like this is just. I think the new day have the new worst segment. It used to be the old day. Remember they did that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the new worst segment that the new day's ever done on on Raw. Um, the uh, the game night with AJ Styles and Omos. Um, I mean, we memed it on our on our Instagram page, but I I this wasn't fun at all. This was just like. What what are we doing here, guys? I mean, I'm watching a wrestling show, and I got music videos, and I have game nights when I should be watching wrestling. You know, to be to be fair, maybe they're saving their good stuff for the for the Mania because you know it's going to be a barn burner match for sure. I'm um, interested to see what Omos is going to be able to do. If, like, how good does he move? You know, right? That's the thing. You, do you think he sucks because they're putting him with AJ, the great, arguably the best wrestler in the world? I, I'm that's like a super good point, Drew, about like what. Um, what he's going to look like and how he's going to be received. Like, I feel like, like, it, he's like Kali. I think he's going to be Kali a Jace, dude. I think, think, I think his knees don't move like that. He's ginormous. He doesn't even have to be like Kali was just a stiff, but like if this guy can just barely move and like to be stiff or like body slam hard or something, I, I'd be happy. Like, I feel like he has to hold the ropes for support whenever he, like, he leaves his feet because his knees might not be. Like, he's no Dikembe Mutombo. No, 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 no. What if, though, what if he's a legit big guy? Like, we, he's been training this whole time. I don't know, man. But AJ looks like he, we'll see. It's a big responsibility on AJ to make everybody, well, make him look good. And New Day. So. Yeah. We'll see. You know, I don't know. That's, that's what this match is for, right? Probably to elevate Omas to see if he can do it. Do you? Th- um, well, we can give our predictions, but I, I, I predict that SmackDown and Raw are both going to have tag team champions, new tag team champions at the end of the night. Um, right. Other than that, I mean, there was. I I, I don't even want to talk about the bad anymore. I feel like it, it's putting me in a negative negative mood. Um, but clearly they're building the women to just have one big, t- uh, women's tag team match that they built it on raw and SmackDown this week. Um, so women's revolution, you know, it's back and I'm not mad at the, the Rhea, the Rhea, uh, Oscar match at all. Cause that's like came out of necessity and it could be one of the matches of the night. There could be like five matches of the nights at this meeting. And that's why I'm so excited for it. Yeah. I mean, who else is who, oh Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Yeah, that's like if they're not in a meaningful angle, this is the way to use it, right? Because Kevin Owens has a good like he hasn't won per se a lot, but he's had a good fucking year, dude. He's yeah. had a great year in wrestling for not winning. So like setting him up in this one, which you know these motherfuckers are gonna try to the show. Uh, I think he's gonna be able to jump off the ship. At first, I was I was afraid that Shane was gonna have to be the one to jump off the ship, but that's going to be a cage match now with Braun. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they yes. just announced that. Yeah, but... Because to make sure no one else interfered, which is going to happen, someone will interfere. Shane, have you not been working for this company for the past 30 years? Do you not know your dad how cage matches company, bro. You know the writers yourself, Shane. Shane. <laughs> you hired the writers. Yeah. Your HR pretty much. Oh my god! But you know what's interesting though? This is the first cage match in years. What do you mean, like the, at Mania? The, at WrestleMania, yes. 
I think that I think the last cage, I'm trying to remember the last time they had an actual cage match at WrestleMania. Oh, not I mean, not Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell doesn't count. No. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I'm I'm the only one I could think of off the top of my head would be WrestleMania two with Hogan and uh, King Kong Bundy, and that was well over thirty plus years ago. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, because I can't think of any other match. Um, you know, we left out of the news that I wanted to talk about. I mean, we're already over time, but whatever. Stone Cold Steve Austin is having Chris Jericho on his podcast. Um, the what is that? The the Saturday, the Sunday after Raw or after Mania? Yeah, it's been recorded Sunday after. Yeah, Yeah. it's been recorded already. Uh, Vince gave him the the okay, and it's happening. (laughs) Chris Jericho, an AEW superstar, like not only AEW superstar, but like blacklisted from WWE superstar is going to be on WWE programming for the first time since, like, 2018. Is he really blacklisted, though? I mean, they cut him out of a lot of stuff. They don't talk about him like they used to. I, they had him in the uh, WWE for everything. They replaced him with Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, they did. They, they, he, he, was, he was replaced. But if he was blacklisted, then they wouldn't be okay with this. Unless Vince you know I mean? is senile and thinks that Jericho still works for the company. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is interesting because, because Austin texts Vince about this. Hey, I want to have Chris Jericho on the show. Are you cool with it? Vince says, yes, go ahead. And Austin wasn't quite sure because you know how it would, when it comes to texting and email to a lesser extent, it gets lost in translation. So Austin asked again, are you sure? Vince went ahead and gave the thumbs up. Yes, go ahead and do it. So Vince gave him the okay. Austin's like, all right, fine. You know what? I'm not going to ask again. Let's do it. Uh, they already did the. They already did the show, and it's a big deal because it's like huge. Said, like you guys said, it's the first time that they have an AEW, an active AEW star, doing something. Actually, no, not the first time because. I believe when DX was inducted in 2019, Billy Gunn was signed to AEW at the time. And Triple H called them a peon company. Yes. Quote. But it's still um, a big deal nonetheless. What do, you, what do you think, Byron? Uh, I'm happy for it. I think this is what it's about. Like, uh, and you know, Stone Cold hits, hits with hard hitting questions. And we knew obviously it's going to be edited and hat is probably being edited right now. But yeah, I think it's a win-win for everybody, even for AEW, because like yeah. that's one of arguably your biggest star. So um, yeah, I'm I'm happy. I'm curious to see too. It's gonna it's gonna definitely get my eyeballs on that, you know. Uh, I I have to watch that like day it comes out. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's uh. We're at an hour and seven minutes so far. So let's get into NXT. Uh, heading into Stand and Deliver, I thought this was a great episode of NXT. Highlighted, but for me personally, was the Kyle O'Reilly and um, Adam Cole hype package that they did. What did you guys think of it? That was I'm the, looking forward to TakeOver. I'll go ahead, Dick. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm really looking forward to TakeOver um, more than WrestleMania, to be honest with you. Uh, TakeOver yeah, always, always delivers. Always. This TakeOver is going to be no exception. They're going to uh, stand and deliver on this one. They're going to stand and deliver on this one. I'm, I'm looking forward to really um, almost all the matches on there. I thought Raquel and um, 
the buildup between Raquel and Io Shirai was very good. Uh, the, the brawl they had throughout the show was very, very good. It made Raquel look strong. I'm looking forward to that match. It did. It, it made Raquel look strong, but it also made Io look kind of not dumb, but she kept getting her ass kicked every time she tried to sneak attack Raquel. Dumb babyface syndrome, perhaps. <laughs> I guess, like by the formula, guys. Like, I <laughs> make, uh, yeah, but it definitely made Raquel. When Raquel threw her through that wall, I was like, "What the fuck? I didn't see that coming." Yeah, and then I saw that they that put drywall over pretty the pretty window. Early, so. But yeah, for the NXT card in general, like that promo, like I was marking out for, I was telling you guys, or it just reminded me of the videos I rented at Vito USA, like the shitty action movies, <laughs> like, like something Lorenzo Lamas or fucking Michael Budapop or Billy Banker. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just had a really good feel. And shout out to the fucking NXT production because that shit was gorgeous. Kyle O'Reilly, Adam <laughs> Colin. Iron Falcon. <laughs> exactly. Take my $2. What was the name? <laughs> Take my $2. I will, I'll rewind it. Yeah. Who was the name of that announcer that, that did all the uh, big uh, blockbuster announcements with commercials back in the 80s and 90s? I don't know his name, but I know the voice. Seeing him in this upcoming action-packed movie from the directors of I'm trying to remember his name, though. I'm the producers of Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Yes. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know the guy's name, but there's a new guy that does the epic movie trailer voice that I watch on YouTube. Um, but NXT, I thought was good. Um, what, what, what was the... Uh, do you guys want to give our predictions now for NXT? Yeah, let's fucking do it. Yeah, bro. let's Over go ahead and do that. Might as Don, well, right? Don LaFontaine was his name, by the way. Um, someone want to take notes? I'll, I'll go ahead and write it down. And uh, by the way, the, the actor, I mean, the voice actor was Don LaFontaine. That's who I was thinking of. Okay. Oh, yeah. That guy. <laughs> Let's see. All right. I got it here. Um, looks like we have two nights, five matches each night. Boom. Sticking to the NXT fun. formula. Um, this was a uh, battle royal. Well, this this has been going on for a while, but the first match that they I see is the Pete Dunne and Kushida match. They eliminated themselves at the battle royal on on NXT this week. Um, I guess I'll start. Pete Dunne, I mean, he's great, but I think Kushida is where the money's at. Um, he's been losing a lot since he went on that big run, so I feel like Kushida's due for something. So I'm gonna go Kushida on this one. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. Stop Asian hate, and we'll go with Kushida on this one. So we got Kushida for you too. Uh, this is going to be a great match. I'm, I don't expect anything less out of it. If this opens the show, this is going to set the bar really high. Right. I'm, let me look at the card real quick and see who. You know what? I think I could see this opening the show. I think this would be the match I go with. I would go with. I would go with this match or the tag match. Even the gauntlet match, I would be okay with. I think the gauntlet match would be fine. Uh, but that one's going to probably take a, I think that's going to take about a good portion of the show right there. Um, I'm going to go with, you know what? I feel like Pete Dunn needs to win more. What? Yeah. I think out of the two, I, I think they have Kushida at a level where I don't think he's going to be any higher or any lower. I think, um, 
I think Dunn needs needs it more because I think he's going to be a bigger. I, I think he's a bigger star in NXT compared to Kushida. I, that's just my two cents. Okay. I don't know, but I think it's going to be a great match nonetheless. I'm going to go. With, I'm going to go with Pete Dunn. Yeah. I, I I I like it. Uh, triple threat match. MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans. I thought one of them was hurt from the Grizzled Young Vets, right? Or no? Am I wrong? No, I th- no, I think they're all okay. I think they're just like not active. I haven't heard anything about the, about the Vets. Okay, and Legado de Fantasma in a triple threat tag team match. Winner of this gets a belt. Vacant um, yeah. is currently the champion. Did we talk about why they're vacant? No. Wait, maybe that's why they're vacant now, because someone got hurt. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was, it was uh, I think it was Danny Burch that got hurt. That's who I'm thinking of. Orny and Orny Logan and Horny Logan and Danny Burch. <laughs> yeah, I, I I believe it was uh, Danny Burch that got hurt. Let me uh, confirm. Okay. This one's a tough one to call, dude. I like Legato a lot, and I like and I like, but I think they're gonna rocket ship MS. So I think so too. I'm gonna go I think ahead. they won the, t- the Dusty Tech. Go go on go on. Sorry. I'm going MS. That's my pick. Uh, Dick, who are you going with? You go with MSK. Uh, you know what? This is a this is interesting because I think I think originally the plan I don't, I don't say the original plan was going to be uh, the Grizzly Young Vets winning. I feel like they've been strung along for too long. They got to throw them a bone. I, I feel like you got to throw these guys a bone because they, they, they've been the finals to the Dusty Classic back-to-back years. Now that Danny Birch and Orion Lorcan have been hurt, they're out. They're no longer champions. Give them the bone. Have, have them be champions and run with it. So I'm going to go with the Grizzled Young Vets. I think that the Grizzled Young Vets are Cesaro and Jace, as in they're great workers, but we're not gonna, we don't have anything for you. I'm gonna go MSK. There's bigger, there's bigger, there's bigger things on the horizon for them. They won the Dusty Classic. And I think to have both teams that won the Dusty Classic not be able to cash in and actually win the titles um, for the reason why they t- won the tournament would be a mistake. So I'm going with Murder Street Kings. Murder Street Killers. I think that's what it stands for. I'm just kidding. Um, all right, six man gauntlet. You're right. This match might take up uh, most of the NXT card. Uh, you have Leon Ruff. Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and LA Knight. LA Knight won the gauntlet. Um, so that gives them the last spot in the in the total match. Leon Ruff is going to open it up. Um, so is Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yes, those are gonna be the first two. The winner of this is gonna be is gonna fight uh Gargano night two at takeover. Dick, who do you got in this one? You know, um, I'm, I'm sure you guys probably talked about uh, the ending of NXT uh, with the Battle Royal match. It, 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 but go on. Okay. Um, okay, we did it. Okay. Um, I thought the Battle Royal match was good, but they just added too many gimmicks to it. Extra Loomis standing in the corner the whole match was weird. That was weird. Your choice. But then they, they went with the Battle Royal, and then now the Battle Royal determined, like, the last six for the gauntlet match, and then whoever wins is going to challenge – Johnny Gargano night too, right? It's a very WWE way to book okay, this match. I, I okay. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. I, I I thought that was way too much. Like they didn't need to do that. I they didn't have to do the uh, battle royal on uh, NXT. They didn't really need to do that. I thought that was kind of overkill. But they could have just announced it and then did right. it on Mania. 
Right. I think I, they, think, I, that, I think that's what they should have done. But they want to do a gauntlet match. Okay, that's fine. Um, I think I, I like Leon Rook. I like Swerve Scott. I like Dexter Lewis, not Dexter Lewis, but LA Knight. Um, out of the six, man, I don't know. I'm, you know what? I think I'm going to go with Bronson Reed on this one. I, I think, oh. I think he's going to. I think he's going to win. He's going to win this match. But I don't think he's going to win the title. Okay. And I kind of gave away my prediction by night two. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, LA Knight was talking shit to Gargano at the end of the at the end of the show, um, at the end of the match, anyways. Um, Dexter Loomis has already had his feud with with uh, Gargano, so I don't see him winning. I'm gonna go LA Knight on this one. He lost to Bronson Reed the week before, but I think this is he's gonna get his win back here. I think Bronson Reed is gonna have a great show in this match, but I'm gonna go with LA Knight for the win, or as Gargano called him, La Knight. That's hilarious. Hey, you might as well just pick your Gargano match too. Let's just do that. LA Knight is gonna is gonna win the the North American title. Oh, he calls it. That's a good that's a good choice because they're okay. obviously pushing him, right? Yeah, so, he can so talk. Cool. Gargano's had the belt for a while. LA Knight. Damn, that's tough because I want Knight. I want Grimey to win. I love Grimes. I want him. My heart says Grimes. My brain says LA Knight just because they're trying to make him a big deal. And it's annoying. And I don't, I'm not sold on him yet. But I think LA Knight wins in both. I'm with you, Drew. All right. Let's do it. Um, this, this, this match has a lot of possibilities. It yeah, does. Yeah. It does because, I mean, I think Swerve Scott has been super underutilized in NXT. Um, is Swerve Scott a heel? He is. Okay. So him and Leon is going to be a great way to open up the the match. Uh, I think he's going to lose to Bronson. And then I think Bronson's going to beat Grimes. And I think... Oof. I think Bronson's going to beat Dexter, too. And then get to LA Knight and then lose. We'll see. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll see. This one's going to be a barn burner. Um, a slobber knocker, if you will. Walter, the United Kingdom champion... Takes on Tommaso Ciampa. He's been champion for over 600 days, Walter. Um, and this is for the belt. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Go on. This is the match I'm looking, I'm looking forward, forward to the most. I haven't, 100%. I haven't seen Walter wrestle in I don't know how long. Um, the last and, match he had whew, against Elito Jaganoff. Oh, against Jaganoff, yeah. It, it was probably the best. Probably the best match in the WWE umbrella for 2020. And I think this match could be a contender for it. I think it's going to be awesome. And I also think Walter is going to beat Ciampa because um, I don't see Ciampa defending the UK title. Um, so, yeah, Walter's going to – it's going to be a great match, but Walter's going to win. Yeah, there's no doubt. Walter is the UK champion. That's his territory, so to speak. I'm going to go Walter. But, yes, definitely look at the top top. Two, three match of the of the whole, you know, stand to deliver, chemo. Walter, I don't. I mean, I mean that, <laughs> yeah, that's that streak. That streak's yeah. gonna continue. I don't see uh, Champa going to the UK to defend the belt. I mean, to be honest, I don't think Walter has defended it much on UK TV either. They might just phase out the belt entirely and just have him come to NXT full time. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be here full time or if it's just for now, just the way they can build this takeover card. Uh, we'll see what happens. It might be the prettiest belt in all of WWE, the UK title. I think so. 
I, 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 I can't really think of any other belts that match it. I know IC belt is pretty fresh. Actually, yeah, it is. It's the IC nice. belt's pretty good, but it's like it's the IC belt is like one of those belts where like it didn't need to be replaced. Yeah. Yes. Like why 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 replace something that isn't doesn't need to be replaced? The U.S. title, um, I, I like the U.S. title too. Oh yeah, I I, I like it too. Yeah, that one needed an upgrade. And you know what? It did. It was two. It was almost twenty years. All right. Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. Byron, who do you got? As much as we all love Io, it's time for a new era. Uh, we're going to go with the Raquel era. I can think about it. But, like, yeah, I'm going to go with Raquel. All right. Dick? Uh, same here. I think it's. I think it's time to... Take the belt off of Io. She's been champion for a long time. And I thought she's she's one of the best. She's the probably the best NXT Women's Champion that company has ever seen. I mean, she's had it for a while. She's had a great run. But all good runs must come to an end. And the way they've been building up Raquel Gonzalez, she is the future. She is the she is now the present. And she has star power written all over her. Is she that good? She's getting a lot better. She's gotten a lot better. She's gotten way better. Uh, the, the, the the way she's gotten better and how quickly she's gotten better is really amazing. I agree. I agree. And for that reason, I'm going to give it to Raquel also. She's learning the big man way to wrestle. Power. Um, that The one-armed powerbomb is a sick-ass finisher. Um, and I think um, the way that they showed off the power against EO on NXT is why I think Gonzalez is going to win this match. I agree. All right. Night two. This is a, this might be our longest episode ever. Yeah. Uh, night yeah. two is going to kick off with Amber moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, the way for the NXT women's tag team championship. <clears throat> uh, I think it's your turn, Dick. Yeah. I'll, I'll go first. I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, Ember and Shotzi just won the NXT. Uh, t- they just recently won the NXT Tag Team Champions, uh, the Women's Tag Team Champions, which I think we've said this before. It wasn't needed. It just nope. have one Women's Tag Team Champions, have them go around all three brands. Yep. Having said that, I could see them. I could see them dropping it to the way, and I could see. The way walking out with 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 the gold, you know, not all the gold, but I could see with that the United States or the North American and the tag titles. I could see that happening. Yeah, I could see that happening, too. So I'm going to go with the way on this one. All right. Um, I think Ember and Shotzi are a fun tag team. I think that they they go well together. They are a thrown together tag team. Um, but I, I'm not sold on Indy Hartwell yet. I don't think she's ready for that spot. So I'm going to stick with Ember and Shotzi for that. Yeah, I want to go with Ember and Shotzi because it just works. It looks good. I think they should, <laughs> they should build like some merch for them as a, as a tag team or something. Um, yeah. With, uh, and Ember. They're thrown together, but they work. They, they, they complement each other so well. I, I was going to say, I was going to say that too. Uh, they're doing a very fine job for them being thrown together. 
Maybe put some more horsepower on that tank, though. It looked like it was struggling to get back up the ramp with two people on it. <laughs> it needs to be and upgraded. Maybe more than a T-shirt inside the cannon. I don't know. I'm just thinking a tennis ball, maybe something. <laughs> something. Yeah. something. They shot the rocket at, at Indy Hartwell, and it just bounced off. It's like, what the hell? That didn't even hurt. <laughs> um. All right. I, I was going to go in order, but this match is going to be a headliner. So let's go with the, well, we already did our Johnny Gargano match. Uh, yes. When, did you, we all, we all predicted LA Knight winning or Gargano I, losing I, is what we predicted, right? You, you Byron picked uh, LA Knight. I'm, I'm going to go with Johnny retaining. If, okay. if, if, Bronson, if wins. Bronson Reed wins, I'm predicting Johnny retains. Okay. Anybody else you would think he loses? I'm I'm trying to think because that 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 because going back to that match, LA Knights I guess a babyface. Dexter Loomis I guess is a babyface. Cameron Grimes is a heel. Bronson's a babyface, and Swerve's a heel, right? I think so. So I think it's gonna be one of the babyfaces winning, but it just depends on who wins, and whoever wins will determine whether or not Johnny will drop the belt. That's okay. All right. Well, then let's go into the ladder match for the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar. Um, I think Santos Escobar is than this NXT title. And uh, for that reason, I think Jordan Devlin's going to gonna be the champion for that. So I'm going to go with Devlin on this one. Yeah, and I think Devlin needs to be put in a spot like this. I hate betting against Santos because <laughs> He's legit. He's everything. He's the perfect package. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Devlin needs an elevated he's going to be NXT. And this is, uh, he's, he's a more suited for cruiserweight than because Escobar's ceiling is through the roof. So I'm going to go with Devs. It's, it is much higher uh, than, than Devlin. He was the NXT cruiserweight champion before the pandemic happened. But not, but uh, um, due to the pandemic, he had to vacate the belt, and they had the tournament. And uh, yeah, Escobar is now the is now the current uh, NXT Cruiserweight Champion. I think this match is going to be phenomenal. I think this is going to I think this is going to be a secret match where it's going to be a lot better than people think it's going to be. And Bro, NXT they, has done a very good. They tapped into Shawn Michaels to announce the ladder match. Like, yes, this this has the stamp of HBK on it. It's going to be maybe match to the night. If not, if it's not um, Colin O'Reilly, this is going to be a very heavy contender for match the night. Right. I I agree. Uh, You you might even you could even say, you know, up there with uh, with Walter and uh, Champa as being the match for the weekend. Yeah. Or or the weekdays. The whole week, dude. The whole oh. week, yeah, that for real. All right. Um, there's a there's the NXT Championship is going to be the main event, but the coming event, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, unsanctioned, uh, which tells me it's going to be uh, no DQ, N- not no no not false count anywhere, but it's going to be a big one. Whoo, Byron, I think you're up first. This is easy. Well, it's not easy because I like both, but Kyle's gonna win because he hasn't got that big, big win yet. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. been twice, and like he's sort of the face of this. I can't really. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Kyle. Kyle O'Reilly is a baby face. Adam Cole's the heel. Who do you got in this one, Dick? 
though um seeing that this is an unsanctioned match if it's if it's anything like how it was with uh Britt baker and uh, thunder rosa where it doesn't count in the win then i could see a kyle o'reilly winning and then yeah, at, at a of busting a Britt baker and saying well this doesn't count therefore i should be next in line for the nxt championship um I, but this is going to be a bloodbath. I think this is going to be on par with the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker matches as well. Where it's going to be a very fun match to watch. Thunder, I mean, Adam Cole and Britt Baker must be really some kinky sex. A lot of blood. A lot of blood. Yeah, I was going to say, like, man. Um, but but jokes aside, though, I think it's gonna be a great match. It's gonna be a fun match. Uh, I, and this and this screams with Kyle O'Reilly winning. He has to win this match, and he has to come out on top. I love the line when Kyle O'Reilly said, "I sold my soul for undisputed era, and I'm getting it back." For that reason, yes, Kyle O'Reilly is winning this match. And then in the main event, Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. I think we all are going to agree on this one. Go ahead, Dick. Finn Balor, for him being the NXT champion for this long, I think he did very well. But he was just, at the end of the day, just a placeholder for uh, Karrion. And uh, Karrion's going to get the title back, one, two, three. But um, I just want to say Finn Balor had a great run as NXT champion. I agree. Uh, Finn Balor, thank you for keeping this warm for me, but my name's Karrion Cross, and I have a hot wife, and I'm getting my title back. Karrion Cross for the win. And it's going to be a great match, but, I mean, thank you. Thank you for all you did, Finn. Yep, and yeah. on what you said, Finn had an excellent run as NXT champ, but it's come to an end as Karrion Cross takes it, finally. Takes it back, I should say, but yeah. Yeah, so those are our picks for NXT Stand and Deliver. I just um, hope that if, if if hold on before you before we go any further, I just hope that after this match, Karrion does not come out hurt, and that he actually has a meaningful run. Oh, if he gets hurt, he's fired. Oh God, his his career would be cursed. If his career is cursed if he gets hurt after this match. Um, anything happen on SmackDown? You guys really want to talk about? Daniel Bryan's back, but we'll get into that with like the whole NXT and the, the whole WrestleMania. They basically it was dominated by that match by the, the triple threat match. The rated arch superstar is back. He found himself. Yep. We have a heel in Edge officially. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later on this week because I feel like the WrestleMania predictions should, like we mentioned, should be a topic in itself. Yes, we got it, and we'll talk more about SmackDown, and then also Raw Monday. I'm actually going to watch Raw this Monday as well. It's been months I've seen Raw, and I want to see what the go home Raw would look like. It's got to, they got to, they're going to have to pick it up for sure. They're going to have to. You guys got anything else? No, I'm good. All right. With that being said. Thank you so much for joining us on another edition of the Premier Podcast. We love you guys so much and uh, appreciate you taking your time to listen to our views and opinions and uh, interact with us. Please reach out to us on our Instagram. Leave us a leave us a, a five star rating on, on iTunes. That helps a lot. Uh, as far as algorithms go, uh, make sure you tell your friends, your neighbors, your friends' neighbors. Uh, we are the new, 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 new world 
order of professional podcasting, and we will see you next time.